Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dream Leapers Inspiration. I'm your host, Harriet Cole. So happy to be with you today. I hope that you all are doing really well, that you had a relaxing and fulfilling weekend. You know, when the summer comes, I use the hashtag maximum fun. I love warm weather. I love being in the outdoors at the beach, visiting friends, you know, just engaging in the sunshine. And a few years ago, I labeled the experience maximum fun. And so I hope you are having maximum fun this season as well as any season. It's really an attitude. If you have the attitude that you're going to do well, that you're going to see greatness in every moment, then that's what you look for. That's what you focus your attention on. And that's what you attract in, in that sense of the laws of attraction. The law of attraction says that what you focus your attention on is absolutely what you will attract. And don't you want to attract something that is positive, that is uplifting, that is what you want rather than what you want to avoid? I say that because for the naysayers among us, or even, you know, all of us can have a moment when we are doubting, when we worry, when we feel that we do not have enough, when there's agitation. And in those moments when we feel whatever that negativity is, what very often happens is we, our brains, we allow to be filled with whatever those negative thoughts are. And that's all we can think, all we can see, all we can envision. And when that happens, yeah, that's all that comes to us because that's all that we've allowed ourselves the ability to behold. I want us to think differently. Let's think that it is possible to look through the lens of abundance, of possibility, of potential, of greatness. And then what do you see? When you open your eyes and look in that way, what do you see? I remember one time I was walking down the street with my husband, who is a photographer. He's always looking through the observant eye of a photographer to see something that will capture his attention. And on this particular day, I just was noticing bizarre things, unattractive moments, people, attire, behavior. And that was what kept capturing my attention. And I pointed out to him, oh, look at that, look at that. And at a certain point, he turned around and said to me, why are you showing me that? Just show me the beautiful things. I don't want to see those other things. I don't want you to point those out to yourself, nor do I want you to point them out to me. And when he said that, it, it really had an impact because the point was about choice, that I had the choice in that moment to, to notice whatever it was that was in front of me that might be beautiful or to light my attention on something that completely was not. And when he made that point to me, I said, oh, okay, it is my choice. It is my choice what I'm going to see. It's my choice what I'm going to uh, light my attention on and share with others. So I just wanted to 
point that out to us as we are moving through time and space. What we choose to see makes all the difference in the world. Now, that being said, that's not even what I wanted our topic to be for today. Today, I want us to talk about standing up for ourselves. Now, I guess what you see has everything to do with how you behave. So these ideas are somehow connected. But the focus today, I want to be to stand up for yourself and, and why. Why did that come to my attention? My daughter just graduated from high school. She'll be going away to college soon. And as we sit with her and talk to her about what life will be like when she's no longer living with us, when she truly is on her own and having to make decisions for herself based upon whatever she values, whatever she has learned is meaningful, is important, is in alignment with the belief system that she has developed over the 18 years she's been alive thus far, uh, things that we, her parents, have taught her, her community, you know, the village. And I often have shared with my daughter that when she's in a group, she should consider herself to be the leader. Now, that is not to say she should walk into the group and announce she's the leader. Absolutely not. It does not mean that she should attempt to extricate power from someone else to have it for herself. Not that at all. But what it does mean, in my understanding, is that she must stand in her power. She must fully embrace what she understands is important, is appropriate, is timely, is necessary for the moment, and that she should not wait for someone else to guide the moment if it is obvious to her where her steps should take her. So sometimes it means as leader, very uh, adeptly and quietly, she can encourage people to make a choice that will be healthy and wise for the group. Sometimes it means she has to speak up and stand up for someone or something, even if it's not a popular thing to stand up for. Standing up for yourself is everything. Standing up for yourself for what you believe to be true and right and appropriate is everything. But how often do people not do that? It's actually very, very often people will remain quiet. If there's a group and the group, the loudest voices in the group say, we should go to the right, and you know you should go to the left. You often go to the right because the group said so. Right and left makes it sound simple, but think about how many decisions have been made that have been detrimental because the group spoke and the individuals did not. Standing up for yourself is having agency, taking responsibility for who you are and what you believe in. It means recognizing that it is more important for you to understand not just the moment you're in, but where are you headed? 
Where do you anticipate that you are headed? What happens next? If you open your eyes and, and take a long view, what do you see? What do you see in front of you? What do you envision the future may hold? And the choice that you're making right now, is that a choice that will help you to get to whatever that road is up ahead? If you don't stand up for yourself and you end up veering off to another path, what happens to the path that you set for yourself? Do you just give up on that path? Do you decide, oh, it's more important to stick with the crowd? For an 18-year-old about to go away to college, these are things we talk about all the time. For an adult like myself and those of you who are right now tuned in with me and recognizing, hmm, what do I do? What do I do at this stage in my life? What do I do when I'm with a group and the group's idea is not in alignment with mine? Do I go along? And when is it okay to go along and when is it really not? When is going along with others too expensive of a choice? And I don't mean the expense of money necessarily, but the expense of heart, the expense of values, the expense of responsibility. When is the expense too great for you to go along with someone else? Think about that. When have you made a decision that was too great and then later you really felt bad about it because you recognized, huh, I did something that I should not have done. I said something I should not have said. And here are the consequences playing out right now. How often have you done that? I certainly have done it. I've done it. I remember occasions from many years ago and even recent occasions when I made decisions, eh, maybe not the best decision. I sort of didn't feel like fighting for a point, or didn't want to be the one always making um, the dissent opinion, so to speak. But in the end, if I'm still thinking about it and worrying about it and wondering, hmm, why did I do that? Why did I say that? Why did I go along? Then it probably means I should have paused in that moment, done an assessment for myself and decided is this the right choice for me to make? And if not, don't make it. Okay, you know, I always find quotes. Let me tell you the quote that I found. This is from Maya Angelou. I not only have the right to stand up for myself, but I have the responsibility. I can't ask somebody else to stand up for me if I won't stand up for myself. And once you stand up for yourself, You'd be surprised that people say, can I be of help? Let me read that to you again. I not only have the right to stand up for myself, but I have the responsibility. I can't ask somebody else to stand up for me if I won't stand up for myself. And once you stand up for yourself, you'd be surprised that people say, can I be of help? It's like putting your stake in the ground, 
this is what I believe. This is what matters to me. This is what is important. I am willing to say out loud, to write down, this is what matters to me. I'm willing to wave the flag that says, I care about this. And I'm willing to let you know that I care about this. And then what happens? Others rally to your side. And I do a lot of uh, public speaking teaching um, and was working with a group of students at Hunter College last week. And part of what I teach in this class is how to tell your story. And it involves thinking about your life from your family heritage you know, before you. Where's your family from? Who are they? What country? What community? What are their values? What do they stand up for? When you think about your, your parents, your grandparents, your the elders, the community, who are those people? What are they? What what matters to them? And then you go from there to you as a child. What mattered to you then? What story stands out about you that you think is worth carrying forward? And you walk through memories of your life in this way to figure out what you value. What have you cared about for yourself from your family history up until now? What choices have you made that you want to share with others that give a glimpse as to your personality, to your interests, to who you are as a person, what kind of team member you are, what kind of family member you are, neighbor, friend, leader. And as you think of these stories, this is what I offer in my class and I recommend it to you too. As you think of these stories and you write them down, you start to put together a picture of who you are. Now, some of you might think, why do I have to do that? I know who I am. I, I, I've, I've, been, I've been myself for my whole life. Why do I need to do that? Well, what happens when you concretize it, when you actually sit back, you think about who you are, you think about what, if you had to share something with someone else, what do you value about yourself that you think you would like to share with another? When you think about that and you frame it in a way that it is a story rather than just simply bullet points on a, a piece of paper, what happens is you start creating a narrative that helps others to know who you are. And you accept responsibility for the person that you are presenting to others. Now, what does that look like? If you think about it, your, yourself, your, the story of you is filled with millions of stories. Things happen every day. You have all kinds of experiences. You cannot possibly share all of those experiences with anyone. That's just not how it works. You can't do it. You don't even remember all the experiences of your life. So it's highlights. What are the highlights that represent, reflect who you are that you want other people to know? So back to how we started this broadcast, and I was saying, what do you see when you look through your eyes and see the world, what do you see? If you light upon the negative, that's all you'll see. The same is true if you, if and when you look at the story of your life. What do you see? Do you see the, the 
pain, the anguish, the sorrow, the failures? Or do you see the potential, the goodness, the opportunities, the successes, the victories? What do you see? What do you choose to see? And what do you choose to carry forward to share with others? Standing up for yourself, I believe, has a lot to do with what stories you carry forward. What do you want to own, to claim, that defines who you are? And what of those stories do you want to offer to others? Everybody has all kinds of stories. We have positive stories. We have stories that are shameful stories. We have sad stories. We have anxious stories. We have joyous stories. What stories do you want to share? And I'm going to bet, it. I am not going to suggest that your stories should all be joyful stories that you share. I want to suggest that they should all be processed stories. A processed story is one that you have thought about. You figured out the beginning, the middle, and the end of the story. What is the story? What all about the experience that you want to share have you learned? A processed story is one where you've already figured out what the beginning, middle, and end of the story are. You know, an unprocessed story could be one, you know, someone just died and your heart is broken and you want to share something about that person, but your heart is so tender that you're not ready because you can't even get the story out before you're gushing with tears of anguish. That means you hold on to that story a little bit until you get to the point where you're able to see what the beginning of the experience was, what the middle, which might be an experience of triumph. Another middle story may be the experience of loss. But the end is the lesson. What is the lesson that you learned from whatever that experience might be? Standing up for yourself in terms of telling your stories I believe requires a lot of reflection. It requires you going back and thinking about your life, thinking about what has occurred and how it fits into the bigger picture of who you are. Always telling the truth, but from a particular perspective. And so taking the time to fully have the experience to sit with it, to determine what am I learning from the experience? And then move, moving forward from what you have learned into what you can share about it. So I want to read to you this Maya Angelou quote one more time. It has a lot in there. And we're approaching standing up for yourself today differently than we may have in the past. But here's what she had to say. I not only have the right to stand up for myself, but I have the responsibility. I can't ask somebody else to stand up for me if I won't stand up for myself. And once you stand up for yourself, you'd be surprised that people say, can I be of help? Why I thought of the Hunter College students was this notion that Maya Angelou says, oh, may I be of help? 
that question of whether someone can help you comes when you have articulated who you are and where you're headed clearly enough that it resonates with someone else. When you stand in the fullness of who you are and take responsibility for who you are and where you're headed, and you're able to articulate that clearly, you draw others to you. You attract people to whatever it is you've shared. It can be the energy of how you shared it, the specifics of what you shared, the intention that you shared, the the drive, you know, the the power behind what you share. All of that counts for attracting or not attracting others. But if you're taking responsibility for yourself, and as my Angela says, you have the responsibility to do that, then nobody will stand up for you until you stand up for yourself. And I want to challenge us to say standing up for ourselves is also stating who we are. It's not just doing it silently, although there is power in silence. When you stand fully in your convictions silently, people can feel your power. But in order for you to create the opportunity for people to open doors, to show you doors that you may not have even noticed were there, you have to be able to articulate clearly who you are, what you stand for, and where you're headed. And so those lessons that I teach to my students, this is what I'm sharing with you now. When you fully stand up for who you believe you are, and you're able to state it and, and, and fully embrace it and be whoever that is, you create space for others to come into your world. I call this welcome to my world, literally. So if your world is over here and others are over there, how do you get them to come into your world, to want to be a part of your world? You have to be able to put up that sign that says, here's who I am. I'm here and this is what I represent. And I'm interested in knowing particular types of people, meaning you can't possibly have space for everyone in the world to be in your life, nor should you want to. So who do you want to attract? What kinds of people, what interests do you share with others that you want to attract? See, Maya Angelou is saying when you stand up for yourself and, ex and fully accept that responsibility, then others are going to stand with you if they share your values if they share your interests. There are others who will notice you and go, oh, that's really nice, but that's not what I'm focused on right now. And there's nothing wrong with that. That means the people who are not part of your universe, the people who are not meant to be part of your universe right now are not going to waste their time attempting to be part of your universe because you've shown yourself to them and, and you realize that's not a match. There's nothing wrong with that. That's a good thing. Similarly, as you look out into the world and notice others and recognize these people share my values, and maybe these people don't. But okay, so if I'm going to be in alignment with what I have said is important to me, 
then I'm going to notice the people who are saying the same thing. Okay, so let's go back again to what I, when we started, I pointed out that we have the choice as to what we think about, because what we think about, what we talk about is what we attract. Some people who don't yet have the courage to put their stake in the ground and say, this is what I believe, this is what my heart is telling me to do. People who aren't yet there, who haven't uh, cultivated that muscle of confidence for what is in their hearts, what they believe, often are negative. They're often pointing the finger and blaming somebody else for their misfortune. They're bitter because they feel that whatever opportunity is that they want for their lives has not come to fruition. And they often blame others, somebody else's fault. This isn't happening because of some negative that they come up with. It's somebody's fault. It's their circumstances in which uh, they found themselves, they're down and out for this reason or that reason. And I want to say, if this is stirring in your brain, please stop. Stop right where you are. And tell yourself that this is true. You can change your conditions and your experience right now. And it starts by changing your mind, your mindset. What are you thinking about? What are you holding on to? And what can you let go of that is not supporting you? If that that dream, that desire, that creative idea that's deep down inside of you, you're stuffing it because you are afraid. If that's the case, then I want to say to you, stop that. Stop that. Instead of allowing yourself to squash the dream, to ignore the passion that's in your heart, to be negative rather than cultivate whatever that is inside of you, tell yourself that you can let go of that negativity and instead stand, you can stand up for the greatness inside of you. You can stand up for that idea that's been percolating that you have told yourself, oh, I don't have time. There's some question of worthiness. I could never make money doing this. I could never... No one would ever like whatever this idea is. Stop that. I'm saying you don't have to have that thought process anymore. That is not standing up for yourself. Stop that. Sit quietly. Ask yourself, what is it that you are supposed to be doing now? What is your heart telling you that you are supposed to be doing now? Instead of negating that, denying it, squashing it, cultivate it, nurture it. Every day, do something to nurture that dream. Stand up for the possibility that lives within you. Stand up every day, just a little bit, for who you truly are. You can do it. You can do it. And when you do it, you feel better about yourself. It might be scary at first, like, oh, do I dare? Maybe at first you just tell yourself. Say it out loud to yourself. This is what my heart is telling me to do. This is what's important to me. And I 
and worth the time, attention, and focus to figure it out. I am that valuable that I can devote some of my time to my dream. That's standing up for yourself. And when you do it and you work on it and you carefully share with others what it is you're doing, you're going to find somebody else standing up with you. You're going to find someone say, yes, keep going, keep trying, keep working at that. You can do it. And you might find somebody say, oh, I know someone who might be able to help you. I know someone doing something similar. Maybe you should talk to that person. I know about resources that may be available to help you take your dream to the next level. That's what Maya Angelou is talking about. I'm going to read this to you one more time before we go. She says, I not only have the right to stand up for myself, but I have the responsibility. I can't ask somebody else to stand up for me if I won't stand up for myself. And once you stand up for yourself, you'd be surprised that people say, can I be of help? I want you to know that what these words, these words that Maya Angelou said are true. It is amazing to see you, you put it out there, something about yourself, something about your dream, something about what you value, you say it. You will find others are in alignment with you. Not everyone, some people share your vision, share your interests, share your beliefs want to see you do well and are willing to help. I promise you it's true. I know it because I've seen it happen, not just for me, but with hundreds of students that I've worked with over the years. They stand up and say, it might be saying where they're from, something about their family history. They say, oh, my family's from there. And then they start a conversation. And that conversation leads to sharing of ideas and boom, something happens and goodness comes out of that experience. Sometimes people share what their dream is and someone knows the exact right person to help them get to the next level. But if they never said it out loud, they would never have learned that. So I want you to take this lesson with you this week. Stand up for yourself. Articulate who you are. Figure it out. Work on your stories so that you can discover who you are and what you value, what's important to you, what you want to share with others about yourself. When you do that, life will be sweeter. And if you're feeling alone or lonely right now, you're going to feel less lonely. Because once you put it out there, what you value, you attract others who value the same things. So go for it. Make the effort to do this every day and see what the harvest is that comes back. It really does work. Stand up for yourself. It's worth it. Until next time, have a great day and make it count. Namaste.